Hey guys, it's Bradley with the Insurance Guys Podcast. Before we get started on this week's episode, I want to give a quick testimonial for this week's sponsor, and that is CoverWallet. CoverWallet for Agents provides a single point of entry to access nine separate commercial carriers, including Chubb, Liberty Mutual, Hiscox, and Guard for thousands of classes of businesses. Guys, if you're looking for the solution that keeps you from having to enter in thousands of accord forms or thousands of entries to accord forms that really hangs up your day, I know I hate that. CoverWallet literally changed my life when I discovered them and their innovative platform. Agents are also able to service customers online through CoverWallet and receive a bindable quote for products including general liability, BOP, workers' comp, professional liability, and more. And I got to tell you guys a story. I had a client that I was moving over from another carrier. It was a $30,000 professional liability policy. And we were literally about to lose the deal. We were literally going to tell the client to stay with the current carrier. We could not do anything with it. We were just having a really tough time with one of our other brokers. And I thought, what the heck? And this was right after we got signed up with CoverWallet. I thought, what the heck? We'll try it through CoverWallet. And I literally had the client's number pulled up in my phone and was about to call them and tell them they needed to stick with the $30,000 quote from my competition. Ran it through CoverWallet. CoverWallet was able to provide a policy through an amazing carrier at $11,000, and we increased this client's coverage. Guys, they literally saved my day. And I'll tell you something else that they do really good. CoverWallet does sell direct to consumer, Okay. But what they do is the leads that they are not able to sell direct to consumer, they push to their agents. So our office is able to go in every morning and we've got literally hundreds of leads that we can work and call and work from. And a buddy of mine, Aaron Robertson, sold, I think, an $80,000 commercial trucking policy off a one-call close off of a lead that CoverWallet pushed him. So guys, if you sign up through the insurance guys, CoverWallet's actually going to give you some free leads that you normally would not get through them. Normally you have to bind a few policies before they give you the leads. They're actually going to go ahead and give you the leads if you sign up with the insurance guys today. Check out CoverWallet.com backslash insurance guys. That's the CoverWallet.com backslash insurance guys, or check them out in the show notes. If you need any help with that, please let me know. Thanks, guys. We're going to hit you with this week's listener review. This review comes from Colin SS. I'm assuming the SS are initials. Colin says, This podcast is by far the best podcast I've found for your everyday agent and agency owner. The information and knowledge Scott, Bradley, and their guests provide cannot be found in audio format anywhere else online. Boy, that's strong. Our agency plans implementing many of the actions and processes we've heard from this podcast in 2020. Thank you, Scott and Bradley, for making this podcast. Colin, you have no freaking idea how much that means to me and Scott. Please, guys, leave us a review. It's the only way we can get positive, actionable feedback. Please enjoy this week's episode. Thanks. Insurance agents from around the world, welcome to the Insurance Guys Podcast. My name is Scott Howell, your fearless host and leader, insurance agency owner and insurance evangelist for iProtect Insurance and Financial Services. 
based out of Huntsville, Alabama. And before we get started on today's episode, please help me welcome, he is a six foot three sophomore from Sarah Land, Alabama, parade first team All-American rivals, five-star recruit. He is a fantastic insurance agent and the agency owner of Portal Insurance. Ladies and gentlemen, please stand and welcome the incomparable Mr. Bradley Flowers. How are you, Bradley? I'm great, Scott. How are you? Man, I am doing the best I've ever been. Folks, we are in Mobile, Alabama today, and I am fired up about our guest on this podcast today. I've actually met him. I have not gotten to spend a ton of time with him, but we've shaken hands and talked for just a second, and I am fired up about him being on the show today. Our mission, guys, on this podcast is to help you agents in any way we can. Every week, we try to touch on a different topic. We try to talk to people within the industry, agents, technology vendors, insurtechs, anybody that we think can help you guys run a better insurance agency. And I think this guy today can help us do that. So without further ado, I want to introduce our guest today. He was born and raised in Finley, Ohio. He is a graduate of Tiffin University, where he was both an academic and basketball All-American. He is married to the beautiful Jacqueline, and he is the father to Corbin and Beckett. I know he's got his hands full. He is the agency owner and vice president at Hitchings Insurance Agency. He actually bought the agency in 2016. And in 2018, the city of Finley, Ohio, named him the Small Business of the Year. In 2019, he was recognized as the Young Entrepreneur of the Year finalist for that area. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my profound honor to introduce to you today our guest on the Insurance Guys podcast, Mr. Ryan Pessel. How are you, Ryan? Man, I'm very good. That uh, <laughs> I've been waiting for that for a long time. Uh, that uh, I can't sit. I've been on a few podcasts, man, and uh, that was definitely the most I've smiled just listening to you go through the intro. And oh. uh, no, I, I'm humbled to be uh, asked to be here. So um, great to sit down and talk with you guys. I got great news for you, Ryan. We interviewed Billy Williams today, and he was talking about. Oh man! Yeah, he was talking about. He was talking about people. He was, we were talking about people. Billy's an expert in psychology. He understands human behavior about as well as anybody I've ever met. One of the things he said, he said, "You know, success leaves clues. Six, successful people always leave a trail behind them." And you, my friend, are one of those people that when I look at your bio and I see all the accomplishments that you've had throughout your life. You leave a lot of trails there that tell me that you are a successful human being, and I'm proud of you for that. No question. Wow, thank you. Yeah, uh, Billy is, uh, you know, to a T what you said, and uh, there's some things that I wish I could say and, and repeat of his, but it's just not. <laughs> I, I know, just I know exactly. Safe. I know exactly the quote you're talking about, and I already told it to Scott yesterday. So, mm-hmm. is that not one of the best quotes ever? It is. It is. If you want to know what it is, just send us a DM. You know, <laughs> I, I want to ask you a question, Ryan. You've been very successful throughout your life. What do you contribute to a lot of that success? I mean, starting out right out of high school, getting a a college scholarship to play basketball could have played college baseball. I know your size and, and you were, you know, probably gifted as an athlete, but hell, there's a lot of people out there that are, but not a lot of people that have made all American and academic all American. What, what do you contribute your success and drive to? Well, you know, a lot of it, I got to think 
how I was raised. So I had, you know, both sets of grandparents. I had good parents, you know, down to earth, hardworking, Mm -hmm. you know, blue collar Americans that uh, just, you know, it started, you know, really with heirlooms way down, down the road, everybody was just so hardworking. So it got passed down generationally, Mm -hmm. my entire family. So everybody always worked. Everybody's went to work. They always made a living. Um, so, so I had that at a young age where I was always actually involved in the, I was involved in the agency ever since I was born. I mean, mm-hmm. it just, it was just always part of it. You know, the, the, the athletics that, yeah, I was tall, you know, obviously I was skinny and gangly, so it didn't, it wasn't all just natural. I had to work at it. Of course it, it helped being the tallest guy on the basketball team. That's, you know, never a bad thing, but right. I mean, hundreds and hundreds and thousands of hours, you know, perfecting that craft so yeah i mean it took a lot of work to play you know i think i had like what 10 or 11 letters mm-hmm. you know in high school so right. i mean it's just went from one sport to the next and it was a you know a whole year whole year round thing so Did, were yeah you, no i mean it's just hard work were your parents pretty hard on you growing up r- relative to expectations and school and sports and those kinds of things you know they were it was it, hard to explain though. I, I, you know, I think my, actually my grandfathers were were actually harder than my, than my own father, Mm -hmm. but they were, everybody was just always so involved. You know, there's always somebody always there to push me. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I was, I was fortunate to have to this day, I still have three grandparents living and, Mm. you know, I'm 34 years old. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, my oldest, my oldest grandmother's 97 years old. So I'm very fortunate, but yeah, I mean, of course I was pushed hard. You know, they, they gave me a direction. They gave me a path. So, yeah, I understand. Yeah. Well, I, I, uh, I want to touch just a minute before we get started on the meat and potatoes of this podcast, go back in time with me for just a second. Climb. It's going to be a tight fit for you, but you're going to have to <laughs> climb, climb in the passenger seat of my DeLorean and talk to me for just a minute and tell our, our audience out there a little bit about how you got started in the insurance business and kind of carry us up to today. Yeah. So, uh, graduated from Tiffin in 2007, got into actually, I did, I did an internship here in the agency my senior year. So I was actually running the agency's front desk. I was taking payments. I was answering the phone. I was doing very basic insurance stuff just to get a feel for, you know, the real world and what it took. Uh, so I did that. So that was actually my first true time in the business. So graduated college, then actually moved to Phoenix, Arizona and worked for the Hartford Insurance. I was jumping non-injury claims, auto claims. So that's a pretty tough gig when you're starting an insurance where you can't make anybody happy in that, in that business. So I did that for a year and then had some things go on with, with my family and they, they ended up, you know, the plan was for me to work corporately four to five years and Mm -hmm. get that corporate insurance experience and kind of work through a company and then come back into an agency and jump into the sales side of it. So some things had happened and uh, my father essentially called me and said, Hey, I, I could use you right now. What do you think about moving back to Ohio? And that was a year to the date that that happened. So came back into the agency at that point in 2008 and started, you know, with commercial line sales Did that up until 2016 when my father decided he was going to retire. And then I bought his, his share of the business out and I've been running it ever since. So um, that, that's where I started. 2016, you buy the agency. Is dad still around or when he retired, did he walk away and just shake hands and say, Hey, good luck with this. Yeah. I mean, he, he walked, he's been in this agency twice. Um, I needed him like two weeks after he had retired for a QuickBooks issue, actually. Mm -hmm. So he came in and we got that resolved in about 20 minutes and shook my hand and he was out of there. And then he just comes back periodically 
I can't say periodic. He's been back one other time just to check out an office remodel we've done. And then, <laughs> you know, we talk all the time via phone. He cares, but yeah, he's, he's definitely washed his hands of it. Yeah. So. so you get into the agency and I want to speak to our agency force listening to this right now. You get into the agency in 2016 as the owner, were there some things that you did immediately that you'd kind of always wanted to make some changes, but you just couldn't because of the previous ownership that was there? Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. So and I've told this story to, to people before. So I got in and, and really, you think you're ready, but you never really are till you get thrown into the fire. I think a lot of people could probably relate to that in different situations. But so, yeah, I didn't actually come in and, you know, just bulldoze everything that had happened. I really wanted to wrap my head around everything and, and put real thought into you know, what, what is working, what is not working and how do we, you know, how do we get a plan of attack to improve this agency and get it to grow at a level that, you know, is sustainable long-term. So yeah, I didn't come in right away. I mean, I, I really didn't make any significant changes until probably, you know, 11, 12 months into ownership. You know, one of the first things I did though, which is unusual for an agency, my size is hire a marketing manager. That was one of the biggest things that I did up front. I mean, that, that, that is life changing for an agency, my size to bring in a full-time marketer and really grow our agency. Out. And when you say marketing manager, I always like to make this distinction. So back in the day when uh, an independent agent said the word marketing manager, it was somebody that would, you know, you'd bring the business in, they'd go out and find different carriers who had the best rate for whatever risk that you'd brought to the table. But I think if I'm not mistaken, when you talk about marketing manager, you're talking about somebody to handle what is perceived today as a marketing manager, like social media and blogging and blogging and those types of things. Yep, yep exactly. Yep, the latter. Yep. Yeah, Facebook Facebook marketing and those types of things. Well, yep. and, and I assume uh, that particular change, which was outside the box, I'm especially, you know, compared to what, what you had there previously, was which was nobody. Uh, mm -hmm. Has that paid dividends for you? Yeah, it's obviously an investment, so it doesn't uh -huh. immediately pay dividends. Right. So Carrie came on, and uh, she was here in 2017 mm -hmm. uh, is when I hired her. So, you know, it, it takes a little while. I mean, she's got a graphs insurance. She's got mm -hmm. a graphs you know, what works and what doesn't work in a small agency. But, yeah, I, I mean, I can tell you right now the – the last five months of business that was generated mm -hmm. compared to any years in the past is, you know, it's about 150% more than we ever did before. So, mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's clearly showing that all the things that we're doing are adding up now. Mm -hmm. Again, we've added producers to that. We've added a lot of different things, but you know, that the internet and digital traffic that's being generated and honestly, just the phone ringing itself mm -hmm. is a, it, a lot of that's being driven by what she is doing. And, and it's all things it's, you know, mm -hmm. social platforms, it's blogging, it's vlogging, it's visuals, it's a number of different things. Right. So, and what, what, tell me, tell me the timeline when you brought her in, was it 2018 or 2019? She started December of 2017. So right at the beginning of 2018 okay. when she started. Okay. Yep. Ryan, talk about you're this young whippersnapper coming into this agency. <laughs> Obviously, you interned there. You know, people knew you, but sometimes that can that could even be worse. Talk about you know, at least in their mind. Talk about the process of getting everybody to buy into you as the owner. Did Dad help out with that, or how how did that process work? I mean, because I can tell you right now. I mean, like if I were to take over my dad's business, his employees would be like, "Oh crap." <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, I get it. You know, being young, you kind of, yeah, I I definitely get what you're saying. I think it's just a matter when you work hard and you show by example and you just do the right thing and you're a good person, people can buy into that regardless of what your age is. Right. I've got, I mean, I've got, you know, I've got some, some people, you know, Judy's been with us, what's she, 24, 25 years. I mean, she's been here twice as long as I have. I mean, her insurance knowledge is, is unbelievable. I mean, I think getting buy-in from, you know, somebody that is older than you, as long as you hustle right. and you care, you know, just be who you are. And, mm-hmm. and I mean, that, that that's how I got the buy-in is, it's, you know, I, I think they generally respect what I'm doing and what my family has done and, and the opportunity that they provided and what we do in our community and our culture and all that kind of buys into that. So I, I'll tell you something else that helps tremendously too. And I think this was, you had a leg up with this is knowing and understanding what you're doing. Like, you know, Bradley gave the example about his dad's business. Well, if I if I went out this afternoon and I bought an electrical contracting business and I don't know shit about electrical contracting, <laughs> right out of the gate, every employee there is going to be like, well, why the hell am I listening to this guy? I didn't even know what the hell he's doing. But yeah, I th- that's I th- definitely. Yeah, I think you having a good baseline of what you were doing and then that blend of you knew your skill set was there, you knew what you were doing, And I tell you another big part of it, if I was going to buy an independent agency, I would get there earlier and I'd stay later than everybody else to Uh show, to show, you know, to show them that they ain't nobody here going to outwork me. Right. And and I think those two mixtures of those things, along with being a good person and treating people with respect and those kinds of things, uh, is kind of makes that blend of, Hey, you know, this is going to work. I think Mm -hmm. a lot of times, people buy an insurance agency and they go play golf three days a week and they really don't know a lot about insurance just enough to be dangerous all mm-hmm. that all that kind of makes an a, kind of a blend for there being problems with the existing yeah. employees that are there i've got a a friend that's a, essentially a ceo at a large company here in town and one thing he told me is he said if nothing else and this is what he does he gets to the office five minutes before all his other employees. Right. And he leaves five minutes after all of his employees. Mm-hmm. And he said, they think I'm working all the time. Right, right, right. But, <laughs> but he said, if nothing else, mm-hmm. if, if you have a family, if you, mm-hmm. you know, have other obligations and you've got to take care of that, if nothing else – do that to at least show, Hey, look, I'm here guys. Right. Yeah. I think being present is, is definitely key. I mean, you've got to be accessible to your, to your staff, Yeah. you know, but after all your teammates, they're, you know, they're blood, sweat and tear and helping you grow this thing. So, I mean, that's the respect you owe them is to be here not be out screwing off doing whatever. I mean, yeah, there's time for vacations and time. Everybody needs that. But a majority of the time, like you say, if you're here first, leave last. I mean, that's that's going to resonate with them because you're asking them to be here. So, and, and, sure. and you also have to set the set the precedent and expectation that just because I'm not here, guys, doesn't mean I'm not working. Yes, you know, and, and I they think, know that. And yeah. there's no way to fake that. Mm-hmm. You have to do it through your actions. I mean, for example, I've been gone from the office for two days, but I've literally worked the entire time. I'm sending emails and Slack messages to my team right now. Not thumping my own chest, but. They know I'm working when I'm not there. They know when I'm on vacation, I have to pick up the phone and call clients sometimes. Whereas when they're on vacation, they may not have to do that, you know? Right. right. Yep. There's definitely a difference. And they understand it. Same yeah. thing. You, you know, they're getting Slack messages all the time, all around the clock. They're getting emails. and So they, they know what's going on. You know, it's just when I'm traveling, I'm sending emails at four in the morning. They're like, oh my gosh, I, I've never seen one that time, you know? So they'll send a message. They see it. They know what's going on. So, yeah. yeah. Hey, Ryan, how big is Finley, Ohio? 
Uh, not very. It's they've got uh, roughly forty three thousand people okay. in the city, That's and then there's about 80,000 80, in the county. Right. Uh, I guess it would be. Are, are you guys selling most of your insurance in and around that area, or are you are you statewide, or how does that work? Yeah, so we're. Uh, I would say you know I I don't have the exacts in front of me, but a majority of our business comes from a five county region, so right. Hancock and surrounding essentially. Yeah, and then you know we we are you know there's stuff in Toledo, Columbus, Cleveland. Uh, we're, we're in, we do have business in about four States. Uh, I should say five now. We just wrote a, some, some Colorado business, but yeah, I mean, we have some market access providers that, that allow us to do business in 48 States, but we're, we're just to a point now where we're perfecting process mm-hmm, mm-hmm. before we really start to market and figure out how is, how is that going to look outside of our Northwest Ohio and, and really grow the thing out. So, so your responsibility to today is the same as my responsibility today. So our responsibility today on this show, anyway, is to help the 250,000 insurance agents out there listening to this program. Uh, what we task them with every week is listen to the podcast, get off the podcast, go to your agencies. If you hear something on this podcast that you can implement to improve your agency, i.e. make more money, sell more policies, improve your process, go do it. So here, yep. here's where we're going to go from here. You know, we're, we're in January 9th, 2020. You obviously have probably done some business planning towards the end of 2019. What are some things that you're looking to do in 2020 to help increase your revenue and grow your agency? Man, that is point on. So yeah, we do planning at the end of 19. We actually had a, had a two and a half hour planning meeting this morning. So mm-hmm. yeah, there's uh I'm not going to bore you with everything, but there's, you know, like nine pages of, of different things that happen. I'm going to be honest, you know, so what we do, we sit down and look at, Hey, hey what key accounts do we know that we're going to grab mm-hmm. or have a really high, high expectation to, to actually write. So we put that in our baseline mm-hmm. and then we go through and look at numbers. How many, you know, what did we do last year? Mm-hmm. Why did we do that? And, and really develop a plan of how, you know, how, what do what our sales guys need to do? How many contacts do they need to make? How many leads does our marketing manager have to drive to the agency to, mm-hmm. to create X? So, so we looked at those numbers. Uh, we talk about staffing, you know, where, where are we light on staffing? Do we need to pick up VA services? Mm-hmm. You know, I know right now that we need to pick up an employee benefits person. That's, that's more on the admin side to help with all the paperwork that mm-hmm. goes along with it. So we know we need that, you know, we're, we're talking about picking up a marble box or an agency VA just to help with some of the back office things that, that happen. So, mm-hmm. you know, picking up the ability to, to quote and have instant quotes back get a quote back to a customer in, in less than two hours. I mean, how do we get that? We can't do it with the amount of volume we have now right. with our current staffing. So we, we need help there. So we talk about that kind of stuff. Really, we're, we're talking about, you know, we've always been a generalist, you know, an agent. How do we niche down and really focus on what we're good at? We're good at ag, you know, farm and ag. Mm-hmm. We're great at health insurance. We're great at, you know, auto home bundles. I mean, that can be a niche. There's not everybody wants to do auto home. Yeah, you're competing with the, you know, some of the directs and the bigger players, but mm. you know, some of these big agents that are good in town, they just want to write commercial insurance. Right. So you gotta you gotta find a niche that, you know, you can write, you can do it well, you can do it profitably. So mm. so there's that kind of stuff that we talk about. But where I really dig in and where I really like to to plan is on our marketing side. Mm. You know, what what are my carriers going to co-op for me? Where should we be spending that money? Should it be on technology? Should it be on, you know, paid leads? Should it be on Google AdWords? Do I hire a content writer for blogging? 
you know, right now we have a Google review contest for, for our staff. That's something, is that marketing? Not really, but it's internal marketing. So, you know, I got someone here, I picked up from Twitter. There was a 15 must do for, for agency owners in 2020. So we went right down that list and just talked about a a bunch of different things Mm -hmm. that we're doing about half of them, but what can we do these other eight things? Chris Langeels. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That that was, that was really, really, really good. And what I liked about it, it was it was nothing that no one has not seen before, mm-hmm. but it was it was just very good and very detailed, and a lot of it was very actionable. I thought he did a really good job with that. So there's a lot of people like Chris. You know, I, I just briefly got to meet him down at uh, Jason Cass's brain share in Florida this year. So yeah. uh, I really liked us. But yeah, if you follow his Twitter, man, he he put some nuggets in there. And then there's a lot of people in our industry that do that. So pay attention to that kind of stuff. I mean doesn't cost you anything to be on Twitter. So, right. you know, but that's the kind of stuff we look at planning, you know, and I kind of went in with, with the marketing side of it, you know, what should we be doing for realtors, mortgage bankers, title agencies? I mean, some of these guys, they don't care about gift cards and gimmies. They want more commission. They want to make more money. So how do you yeah. help them do that? So you become an exclusive provider of their leads. So we're we, looking at stuff like that and, and, and expanding our footprint and really doing some SEO targeting, zip code targeting for geographic areas outside of Finley and Hancock County. Right, so, right. Hey, uh, we just did a podcast. We, we try to do one real estate podcast a year. And we got a uh, Bradley was kind enough to get us a real estate agent out out in uh, Salt Lake City, Utah, and we just got through doing a podcast that'll come out sometime in February or March about March. Uh, excuse me, March that will that will highlight. You know, I, I I ask him the question. You know, you guys do this every day. Tell us insurance agents what we can do for you guys to increase our referral network for mortgage brokers and real estate agents. And he kind of just went down the list of a lot of the things you just talked about relative to, you know, it's, it's, it's not going by their office and giving them a a box of donuts and some pens. It's a lot more than that. Mm -hmm. And so we will looking forward to that podcast coming out, but I had a, uh, a lender that I was doing some marketing for and we were generating a lot of leads and uh, a lot of new home buyer leads. And, uh, I went by our office, and there was a uh, circular plastic containers mm. full of uh, white chocolate-covered pretzels. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was a sticker on it with a, a local insurance agent's name on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I said, hey, guys, look, if you want me to stop all this, I can just start bringing pretzels sure, in Sure, yeah, we'll just bring and pretzels. the whole yeah, room yeah. just erupted in laughter, like, and it was in this, like, we're not going to send anything to the, right, you know, right, kind of thing. Right. So yeah, yeah. You got to get creative. No, don't get me wrong. Like, there's nothing wrong with cookies or something. You know, I mean, that, that's fine. But don't let that be the. Don't let the the cookies from Publix with your sticker on them, with right. your business card stuck to it, kind of crooked, be the cornerstone of your value <laughs> add to your lenders. By the way, <laughs> just just so everybody knows, like uh, that has been done before. Hey, Ryan, I've got a new question I want to start throwing out to insurance agents when they come on the podcast, and I'm going to let you be my beta test for this, okay? Okay, here we go. Yeah. My new question is this. I've never never asked this question before. but This I'm is gonna... where Bradley takes down the time, just in case we have to edit this out. I'm right. No, I'm time. kidding. Um, <laughs> how do you have your agency set up? And let me explain what I mean by that. In terms of, okay, you you're the agency owner, there are team members that work within that agency that have specific jobs and things that they do. 
do you have it set up where you've got a receptionist out front, you've got your marketing manager doing her thing in her office, but how, how do you have like a, do you have your, you know, each producer gets an office and then there's a, there's a, there's a team member assigned to that producer that handles uh, new account management. And then you've got a group of CSRs that, how, how do you, how do you ha- have it set up? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we can we can definitely go down that. So, I'd love to hear that. Yeah, so on, on the on the property casualty side, so it's obviously me at, as an owner, and then I have an operations person in, be, in between Lee and I, who is my business partner, who handles the life and, and benefits side of things. Mm-hmm. So the oper- everybody answers to the operations person. We have a dedicated service staff on the PNC side made up of three members. Okay. Um, so currently what they do, they have a producer assigned to them. Um, so we go in and, and right now we're, we're currently on, uh, on Hawks off CMS. So, you know, if, if a change comes or something has to happen that generates a suspense, that suspense is assigned to that individual person who is assigned to the producer. Okay. So there's three of them that work our entire PNC book for various tasks. You know, one of them has more of a commercial expertise, so they do a lot of this certificate work and so forth let, let, wait let me uh, stop you right there because i want to make sure i understand this you said you had three dedicated staff people on the personal line side correct is that right yes but one is one overlaps and does commercial okay 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 and, so the, a, and, and they majority a majority of the work they do is actually commercial where there's but there is a little bit of personal lines insurance in there. There's two that are focused strictly on personal lines. And those two that are focused strictly on personal lines, are they producers or do they produce and do service work as well? No, they, they pretty much are, are, are non-producing positions. What okay. they do, I do have one of those people. She has brought in a pile of business that is, is then it's passed on to a new, new biz producer. Uh, but she she is not actually working those. She's not quoting. She's licensed, but she's not quoting them. She's not selling. Right. She is ge- she is getting a referral fee for us, and we pay. We have a cool thing. I mean, so they're they're all paid salary, mm-hmm. um, but we pay seventy five percent of first year commission on all new business brought in by individual people. Mm-hmm. So it's a nice little bonus for them is to that, bring business. That, to the that's agency. if they br- bring it in, or it, they bring it, it in. So. What if it's a walk in? No, that, that's just no, none of that. It's it, it's really if they are out asking for that insurance to come. So it could be family members, it could be friends, gotcha. it could be community service. To, it's stuff that they actually have made the ask, mm-hmm. and it's not generated by our agency marketing, our community service, our community involvement, or our history for being here. So it's actually them making the question and the extra effort to bring it into the agency. Okay. What, what happens if it if it does come in organically from something you guys have done? If it's truly organic, what we have, our intake, we use risk review for our digital quote forms. Okay. So we get those back. It's then assigned to one of two new personal lines producers. Um, it either goes to Dom or Judy, and uh, they take it from there. They, they get it. So when they pick up the piece of business, it's, it's already put into – into Hawksoft, it's then already bridged over to PL Raider. It's ready then to be finalized by the producer when they pick it up. Okay. Gotcha. So one, so once they pick it up, they go in, they look at, you know, we have different companies we're trying to really grow personal lines. So we we have, you know, and they have the best rates. So we're, we're looking at typically three to four different, you know, carriers that 
we really want to put personal lines of business with. So they're finalizing those rates, making sure we have the best number for the customer. They are then making a, we have two options. You, a, you either do a video proposal mm-hmm. or B, you make a phone call. Mm-hmm. You, you do not do any, you don't send any attachments in a, and, and do a text explanation. So everything is either video or call, whatever you're comfortable with and whatever your customer, your potential customer prefers. Mm-hmm. A. So once it's there, they make the sale, they get it input, and then it gets passed back on to a service member to get it put into the system, finalized, and then they do all the service work on that account going forward. Gotcha. Um, we do have one of the service members is a claim specialist. I will say that we do a first notice of loss with that person. They follow up five days after the claim is submitted to make sure that they've been contacted. They're happy with the process at this point. And then we follow up again on our own after day 30 to make sure the the claim payment has been paid. Mm -hmm. So we step in and then anything in between that, obviously, you know, do you need rental car help? Do you need help with an adjuster? Do you need help getting hold of another care? So those kind of calls are happening too. But we automatically are doing that on every single claim that comes into the agency. Got you. And, and you said one, the, the, your claim person is also tied in with your personal lines. Yes. He or she is one of those, uh, the three people that are, uh, yep. you know, two are dedicated personal lines. One's kind of a crossover between personal yep. lines and commercial yep. s- service. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And then we've got, so, and then on commercial lines, so I'm still producing commercial lines, even in my role, uh-huh. I'm really doing bigger, complex things though. I'm not mm-hmm. doing, not doing any personal lines any longer. And I'm not really doing any of the small Bob type stuff. It's really, uh-huh. there's not really a premium cutoff. It's just, if it, if, if it's complex and, and it's my, sure. you know, something that I've, you know, I'm eating what I'm killing type thing. Right. If it's somebody that I went after, or it's a, it's a relationship of mine. It's a community, you know, member or whatever that looks like. And then I've got two other commercial producers that are, you know, eating what they're killing type thing. And, uh, yeah, that, that's how our PNC side is really made up. Got you, man. That's pretty cool. I, I, I think I'm going to start asking a lot of the independent agents, uh, that's that, that we ask. have on the show, kind of how they set that up, because it feels to me like I've, I've visited a lot of agencies and it seems like everybody's got it set up just a little differently. Well, and it, it, I, mm-hmm. I like that question. That question gives gives agents context yes. because if I talk about the amount of premium that we've written this month, that's going to vary greatly from somebody in Iowa right? where their average premium could be $564. We're here. It's three times that, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. just that's a simple mm-hmm. example, but uh, it's, it's always contextual. So it's some agencies are set up, you know, I saw where somebody the other day said, you know, we do everything we can in our office setup to discourage walk-in traffic. Right. Well, then you have some folks that rely on walk-in right, traffic. Right, so right. Um, I think that's a really good question to start I, asking. I, I, like, I like that question yeah. because – You're going to have to wait three months before you ask it again. <laughs> this is the last podcast of the day. <laughs> well, uh, but I like, that, I like that question because – and Ryan did a fantastic job of – you did a great job of answering that question. And the reason I like it – is it almost allows me, even though I'm sitting in Mobile, Alabama, I can close my eyes and almost see how your agency setup is when I walk in the office. Right. You, you right. know what I mean? Like, I, I yeah, get, no, I like the question. I, I, I get, think it's. I get a good, sure. yeah, yeah. I get a good flavor of like what your office looks like and how it's set up and those kinds of things. I know we've got to go here in just a, a brief moment. Bradley and I've got some other promos we've got to cut today. I, I, I think the way I would like to close this thing out today is just talking to you a little bit about what things that 
you're going to do here in 2020 above what we've already talked about. And oh, I'm, yeah, take that back. I got one other thing I need to talk to you about too. Project Neon. Are you? Uh, aren't? If I'm not mistaken, you're one of the pilot programs for that. Is that is that correct? That is that is correct. We are one of 15 agencies that are going to jump on board first and really build that out. And mm. we're going to test it. We're going to break it. And we're going to fix it. So yeah, we are, we are definitely on board. I've been on board with that since. Oh man. Since late two, uh, November of 2018, I've been involved with the Project Neon and uh, really seeing that through. So, yep, sure am. It was kind of Elevate 2018 was when all that kind of started, right? I was traveling, I think personally, when that was going on uh, with my wife. And I sent Carrie up to Elevate in Cleveland. I said, you must go and listen to Seth talk about whatever he's talking about. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know anything about it at that time. And I remember I was sitting in a hotel room. And she called me, she goes, you're not going to believe this. And I can't even repeat what some of the stuff he's talking about, but you have got to set up a call with him. And, and that's what I did. I went down to the Ohio Insurance Agents Association and met with him and about, uh, there's about 10 other agents in there. We went through a demo of it and I was just floored. So that's where it all started though. You know? When when are you going to get all that set up and start running it, as you put it, break it and put it back together? We're trying to have V1 out by quarter two of this year so you know may june I, w- I would hope we can we can really start to migrate some of that data over and start to use it and start to use some of the functionality of it mm. that that is our intent right now that's what's happening you know mm. it's in development different things now so right yeah well i know you're looking forward to that a lot of agencies are looking forward to seeing how that goes and you know it sounds to me just from talking to different people that are involved in it that it's probably going to be about a year or year and a half before it's ready to hit the main stage and go out to all the agencies across the country in terms of them being able to to purchase and and get involved with it but i know bradley and i are very interested in keeping up with it and seeing how it goes over the course of the next year so i'm excited for yeah, it brother. For sure. yeah i think it uh it's it's one of those things i think it's you know, it's being built for the right reasons. It's being built by the right people, right. Uh, agents, for agents. And it's truly just a, you know, things are so reactive in how we work now. Uh-huh. And it's nothing, you know, it's, there's some agents are better than others, but the technology side of it is just so, it can be so frustrating. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think it's any one person's fault in general, but you've got, you know, the upload download process and how that all works. You, you know, I, you know, I have a new producer and, we're getting cancellation notices after four days after it cancels. Why, why can't we have some, why don't we oh, get that notice four days before? It's, it's ridiculous, man. Like I've been, you know, coming from the outside in, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, as of the airing of this, I'll be in an independent agent, a legitimate independent agent for 14 months, 13 months. I've just recently, now we're, we've kind of got data flowing in and out of the management system. Um, so I've just recently started running my end of the day reports and obviously, being a new agency, the the most important thing to us is cash flow. The best way to equate cash flow is new business production. So that's Correct. one of the reports I run at the end of every day is daily production. It's absolutely freaking ridiculous the fact that if we write something today, it's not showing in our management system at the end of the day. It's crazy, isn't it? I, I mean, it's I just, used nothing th- is real time. It's it's amazing. I used to think that having to wait thirty minutes was ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> and and I know a lot of people are like, "Welcome, young buck." But I mean, right, right. it's it's it doesn't it's, have to be this way. It's absolutely, with the technology now, 
you know, it's, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. And, you know, I had a, I had a carrier that we write through that does not download. Mm. And I think if nothing else, you should download, right? I mean, yeah, that's the, the end all be all for sure. Yeah. That's the, you should definitely yeah. at least do that. Yeah. I am not a technologically savvy guy compared to like a Travis Gensler or uh, yeah, any, anybody, guys, yeah. anybody yep. like that. I'm not a technologically savvy guy, but this this particular carrier, they send the agent an automated email with the deck page at the time of binding. And I told this carrier, said, when are you guys going to start downloading or integrating or something? And they said that... Uh, Never. Well, they said, oh, it's coming. It's coming. It's just hard. <laughs> it's just... I'm like, guys, I can go into Zapier right now and build a Zap, connect Zapier with PDF yeah. filler, and, and, and just reroute your automated email with the new deck page to a designated inbox tell PDF filler to grab what information I want to grab, send that to Zapier, tell Zapier to send it to my management system. I just made you friggin' integrate to a degree, yeah. not actually integrate, but I mean, it's there. I'm like, why can't you with the millions and millions and millions of dollars you have in, in R and D and product development, you know, integrate directly with my management system or at the very least download. Right. Exactly. Some of the stuff that we go through, it, it's insane. Mm-hmm. And, and I'll say that the other piece of neon that is really important for me as an agency owner is the data piece of it. Mm-hmm. And data is going to be this huge buzzword in 2020. Everybody's already talking oh, about yeah. it. What does that really mean? <laughs> for us as agents, it, it's the fact that we're being data muled for me. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I had a carrier rep come out and tell me point blank, we are purchasing your Raider data from the rating company. Okay, so let's what 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 is the definition of a data mule? It's a you know it's a great Sethism for sure. Yeah. So a I'm I'm paying to get the lead. My agency is net is, is advertising. It's marketing to get that person. Once we get it, okay, I'm gathering the information. Then my people are then submitting that information for rate to somebody, and then I'm paying for the service to use the Raider and then they go and sell my data behind my back mm-hmm. that I've paid for four ways. Yep. I wonder if you took that to uh, a, a really, really good large law firm and you had about 20 different agencies pool their resources together to pay the legal fees relative to this. And you took this thing all the way up to the United States Supreme court if at some point, if at some point they would, somebody would would shut down the ability of of a of, of a carrier to to use your data in any in any way without your writ, uh, express written permission. I wonder if you problem could do is that. I I probably could, but the problem is I think we probably all signed away on exactly. Okay. That, that's exactly what we did. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly exactly. It's, so it's, there's no way around other other than the fact to sit here. And, and and be upset about it, but mm, yeah. the fact of the matter is, I need a comparative rater because it's an efficiency thing and it's a time thing. Yeah. So, you know, I was actually actually Scott and I talked about this. So, coming from not having a commercial background, there is nothing in this world I hate more than filling out accord forms. Accord forms. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not that they Extortion. haven't been in the news in the last few weeks, but right. put that to the side. So I have not written some stuff and not even worse, not attempted to write some stuff because I don't, I'm not good at filling out accord forms. So <laughs> you can imagine Scott with my handwriting, mm. what that 
you know, is like. So luckily I have a, a really, really good team member, my sales manager that, that is really good at it. Anyway, so one of our commercial, I guess, MGAs is Cover Wallet, right? Cover Wallet has yeah. The, it's a good choice, yeah. It, it has the, you know, the Raider for, for small to medium commercial lines. I had an agent call me this morning and told me the best idea, and this is playing back into the data thing, so just stick with me, okay? I'm, I'm about to give him the biggest plug in the world. So agent called me this morning, buddy of mine, just opened his agency right after I did. He's like, man, I figured something out. I said, what's that? He said, anytime I get a commercial risk, I quote it through Cover Wallet, even if I know that Cover Wallet is not going to write the risk. And I said, why? And he said, because when I, do you know what I'm about to say, Ryan? I know exactly where you're He going. said, when I get to the end of the quote, mm-hmm. I can hit download Accord Forms. Great. And it's yep. already filled my Accord Forms out for me, and I can send them to RPS or one of my brokers or whoever. Wow. Mm-hmm. And... I immediately hung up. I said, that's the best idea I've ever heard. Hung up the phone, picked up the phone, and <laughs> called my team and said, guys, I've got the best thing you've ever heard. We're going to start doing this right now. And somebody said, that's kind of dumb. Why would a, why would Cover Wallet allow people to do that? And I said, hold on a second. It's smart. They're getting all Now they have all the data for every commercial risk <laughs> we've quoted. And I'm not saying that I care. But I think it's a brilliant move by them to do that. Yeah. It saves me time. It saves me money from having to buy one of these programs that does that for me. Right. You know, exactly. or map it out through a through a, a landing page. So right. right. Sorry for the the tangent, but that's no, no. I I actually just did a demo with those guys. Uh, what is today? Yeah, earlier this week on like Monday. Same thing. When They're he great. showed me, I was like, "You got to be kidding me!" And I, you know, what's the cost? No, well, it's nothing. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. this is sounding okay, and you're paying me full commission. Yeah, you know, They're, it's going to give great. us a little bit of, you know, there's there's a lot of agents that could utilize them, um, being licensed in 48 states, and it's a good market access provider. I like what they got. Their tech is awesome. So yep. yeah, that, it's a good little if, program. If they just if they just would somehow somehow integrate or jive with that management system somehow. Yep. Yep. That's, that's the, the next thing. step. You know. hey, Ryan, I don't want to tell you how much I appreciate you being on the podcast today. There's a lot of good information in here for agents. If you know, I, lead a horse to water can't make them drink, but I think we covered a lot of topics and a lot of information here, and I think people will be able to get some stuff out of this. But I want to tell you how much I appreciate you being on the show today, brother. Man, I appreciate you having me, and thanks for everything you do for agents. You guys are the best of the best for insurance agent podcast. And I appreciate everything you've done and continue to do for us. And, um, you guys are awesome. So thanks well, very much. You're going to start making me cry over here. Seriously. I, I, <laughs> thought, we, I thought we made it one session. Yeah, I, know, without Scott I, know, crying. I know. I know. I get emotional real quick, but, um, Hey man. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you big guys, you big guys get emotional. I know. Hey, Ryan, I, I, I'm going to get your number from Bradley. I'm going to reach out to you. I want to spend some more time with you and I want to get to know you better. Cause you and I, I know we've shaken hands a few times, but uh, never gotten a chance to get in the boat with you. And and I think I could learn a lot of good things. You're uh, just from talking. I can talk to people pretty quick, and uh, it, it's it's kind of like talking to somebody that was in the Marine Corps. It, if somebody was really in the Marine Corps, you can talk to them for like five minutes and tell whether they're bullshitting you or not. Like you and Aaron, yeah, 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 yeah. Or same with agents. I can I've done this so long, and I've I've talked to enough agents. I can talk to somebody for a podcast, and I. You can pretty pretty well tell who's got their shit together and who doesn't, and I can tell you're somebody I could learn a lot of things from, and I 
I value that greatly, and, and I'd like to get to know you better, too, because you and I have a lot of the same commonalities, uh, basketball and all that, sports and all that good stuff. You know, what, so. you, know yep. what, you know what we should give the world? What's that? We should live stream you and Ryan mm. in a pickup basketball one-on-one. Oh, oh, man, we could probably make that happen. Dude, i got to visit what? you guys anyway. Hey, and then what we'll do is we'll charge $99 to watch it, and then we'll <laughs> sell everybody a course for 249 on how we did it. <laughs> and then we'll sell a course we'll sell a course on how to create a course i'm gonna tell you what that would do more for me than anything but above and beyond everything bradley just said it would be the reason i go out and lose about 25 pounds i need to lose right now so hey you know i would need the same thing because yeah you know if we were playing a full pickup game up oh. and down i think i got about five down and backs and i'm out that's right so, then we'll yeah. do half court guys we'll do and half it, court. And, uh, even then i think after about 10 minutes i'd be over there drinking yeah. gatorade trying not to go to the hospital with a heart attack we'll yeah just, well, scott's, so we'll do scott's shirt, big ass pushing on me i shirts, don't know man i'd be wore out quick shirts shirts and skins shirts versus oh, skins I, I definitely, oh man you ain't I, gonna want to see any of that i definitely have to lose 30 pounds before i did that oh mm. uh, get hey, you popcorn sure. ready hey if you guys want us to do that oh my gosh tweet us oh my gosh we'd have to do it at some industry event like find a local high school to do it at yeah, you know, I'm I good at elevate. I want it. You know, you know when you know when Gary came down here. You know, he's coming down here. Is it February? Two, uh, two supposed weeks. To have, supposed to have dinner in two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah. I wanted to. T- well, that was one of the things I forgot to tell him when we were up at his office. I was wanting to try to get the University of Mobile to let us in there and do a five on five pickup game. He would be. Oh all, man, he would be all over. That'd that. be cool. I, I know, and yeah. I completely because I for very real reasons i forgot to, you tell want me to try to make that happen yeah are you gonna be with him are you gonna yeah. hang out yeah we're gonna okay. have dinner yeah, yeah. Supposed, to, suppo- supposed to i'll supposed come to. To, i'll come back down here we'll have a five on five i'd love to have a pickup game with him we could do it versus the the like uh managers for the university start, of mobiles start basketball team shit talking to him on purpose oh, and, yeah like, get him yeah that'd be great yeah, get him going yeah get him yeah. going ryan show t- up at a new at a, a new england patriots oh he would die. <laughs> oh man, that would be. Uh, he would. He would just. His. He just start. Yeah, you know, we, we had a. We had a sponsor that was going to. Scott didn't even know this. We have a sponsor that was going to sponsor that podcast that we did with him, and kind of our thing with the sponsors was, hey, if you do this, we'll let you come with us. And uh, we had a sponsor that was adamant that that, that he was going to wear a New England Patriots jersey up in there. And I immediately, like, cut off all communication. I'm like, I'm Yeah, we don't want to offend the guy. Gonna, like, this is... Like, yeah. no, yeah. Like, right. This is to be a positive for the agents. Yeah, it's it's like it's like going into somebody's house and just rummaging through the refrigerator without even yeah, asking like, them, you know? It's just like kicking them in the knee, man. That it, it, This isn't going to work. Yeah. A friend of mine did a podcast with him uh, right after we did, and uh, I don't know what happened, but they, they went ran long, and he, like, said, all right, I got to go. And just got up and walked out in the middle of the like, podcast. It's like I gotta go, guys, and just ran out. You know, but I mean, if you think about it, I mean, the guy's running a you know, yeah. almost a billion dollar company. Like, there's no telling what's going on. But yeah, he's like, right, yeah, we, gotta, he's we gotta go. Like Johnny was there all, Johnny all day, every day. Wow, yeah. wow. Well, hey Ryan, thank you for being Unreal. on, brother. We love you, and we'll uh, we'll talk soon. Okay. Hey, likewise. Right. Hey guys, insurance agents, if you're listening to this right now. Get your ass out from behind that desk today and go sell insurance. Make good decisions for your agency. 2020, we're tightening it, uh, tightening everything up in 2020. Tighten up 2020. Tighten up, say it today. Tighten up 2020, baby. Hashtag. Hey, comment on Twitter. Tweet if you want to see Scott and Ryan. Oh tweet God. shirts and skins. Hashtag tighten up 2020. I love it. I love it. Guys, we love you. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Go out and make money today for your family, for your kids, for your parents who are struggling today. Write good business for the 
companies that you represent and write good business for the agencies that you represent. Bradley Flowers, I love you. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, Ryan. Time to head to Huntsville, guys. Hey, have a great week, and we'll see you back here next week on the Insurance Guys podcast. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Insurance Guys podcast. If you need to know more about me or you need to get in touch with Scott, you can always reach me at theinsuranceguyonline.com or email me at iprotectins at gmail.com. And if you need to get in touch with Mr. Bradley Flowers, go to bradleyflowersinsurance.com or email him at bradley at sarahlandinsurance.com. Guys, we love you. Thank you so much for listening. We look forward to being with you again real soon on the next episode of the Insurance Guys. Take care.